What up, my people? This is No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little, kicking it with my boy as always, Nick DeQuake. We're back. Man, we got uh, we got some exciting stuff on yeah. a little Tuesday. I, oh, yeah. We got a little taste of uh, our boy Conor McGregor and all those cats. But to kick it off, we're going to start with the Bears. We wanted to talk about Jordan Bears. Howard. You know, we got, we're got we excited for the season to start, so we want to start there and talk about that stuff coming up. Our best player on offense is Jordan Howard, so we're going to key on him and talk about some things there. Then we're going to talk about the Summer League. It's been a pretty exciting Summer League. Yeah. There's been uh, lots of young stars that came in from the league between you know Tatum and Zoe and uh, Darren Fox. I'm, I'm and loving all those the Lazo Ball summer league, summer league movement right now. Yeah, so the drama's been there. We're going to talk Bulls, Laurie Marketing, and all those guys, and... Uh, well, campaign's going to come up because we always got oh something to talk God, about. Man. We campaign. And um, then today was the first press conference for the McGregor-Mayweather fight, yep. August 26th. Spectacle. Spectacle, spectacle to say the least. <laughs> exactly exactly what you expected. Yeah, the first, uh, <laughs> the first stop was in L.A. for their world tour, four countries, four pressers. So we're going to go over that. And um, we're going to close it out with the home run derby and talk a little Aaron Judge and what the he can judge. do for the league. Uh, no catch up Chicago. Let's go. All right, my G, Nick the Quick. First things first, how you been? We ain't, we ain't linked up on the pod in like yep. a week or so. We had a it was a hectic Fourth of July for hectic me. Hectic Fourth of July. Yeah, you were out of town. I was out of town. Yeah. You were out of town. AJ was out of town. I was here, but I was I was I was around. I was in the streets. You was here, but you was out. Out. You feel out. Me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Fourth of July is like my season, man. So you know, I gotta get out. That a is your bit. favorite holiday. That's my huh? favorite holiday, bro. I didn't get my annual uh, my annual gym beam like I do every year on the fourth, but uh, I made up for it in other ways. Man, it was a good time though. That's like it's just kind of my holiday, little nice little kickoff to the summer. Uh, I guess Memorial Day is more the kickoff to the summer, but um, yeah, man, fourth. It's, it's the always full a good time. Group, Everybody's though. happy though, man. Nobody's working, you know. It's just it's it's, it's good times. Well, you know the weather is going to be nice. Memorial Day is a toss up. Fourth, you know it's going to be nice. Worst that could happen is it rains, but you know outside of that. Yeah, that's my holiday. Right. It's funny because it's it's a little it's a little bittersweet for me because right it's like Memorial Day is the summer kickoff, right? Right. And you usually don't get in the groove to like the Fourth of July, but right. the Fourth of July is like, yo, man, we about halfway through. Halfway almost. through it, yeah, yeah. And it's it like, is, yeah. damn, it's already the fourth. Like, right. I, I've been kicking it, but I feel like I ain't been really kicking yeah, but it. Yeah, like you haven't that. done enough. Right. right. Exactly. But so, like you said, the fourth is the kickoff, man. Because I mean, now we got the rest of July. Uh, you know, August. Lala's cracking in August, so yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun rest of the summer, man. Yeah. How about you, man? How was Houston? It was cool, man. Was your first time out there. That was my second time out there. I went to the Final Four a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, year before last. Yeah. So it was a little different situation. When I went to the Final Four, I was with work and I was working a little bit and right. having fun. More fun than work, but I was still I couldn't I you had couldn't, to be you were still on, I was still yeah. on the I was on the company car. <laughs> I was exactly I was wearing yeah. I was wearing collar shirts. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I wasn't out kicking it like that. Right. Um this time we got to kick it with the homies from school. Yeah. We were down there just kicking it by the pool, drinking, right. playing some playing some games, just hanging out by the pool, having a real good time. Yeah, I saw some of the photos you posted, man. Look look like a decent time, man. A little pool party cracking off, man. I'm I'm pretty sure mistake me if I'm wrong, that caught like the corner of your arm in a photo and you were holding a bottle of rose, which I thought was hilarious because I, I can't picture you drinking rose, but I mean no face, no case. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that could have been me. It that might be. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been me. Hey, hey, what did dude say? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. You know what I'm could have been me. Couldn't have been me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Nah, but, it was a good time, though, man. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, we had a good time. Those are all my boys from yeah. back from back west, man. They're real good people. So nice. it was cool. It was oh, cool. cool. Um, jumping in. Hey, man, another thing is it's July. Training camp is, you know. Right around the corner. right around the corner. So yep. 
the bull. Uh, in, in other words, I'm, I'm, Bulls is always on my mind. Yeah. I can't even shake these. I can't even shake these cats. But I meant to say the Bears are rolling up, and me and you were talking about Jordan Howard. Yeah, you sent me. You talked to me about this article that you had that you had seen today and sent it over to me. I know you want to talk about that. Yeah. So I came across um I came across this article that was talking about the top hundred NFL players in the league. Right. Now it got my attention first off because. Jordan Howard wasn't on it, being right. a young cat in his in, in his low twenties. That's coming off a great rookie season, running back. Not to be on the top hundred list was kind of I don't want to say alarming because he's on the Bears and we weren't getting much attention last year. Yeah, yeah. Going three and thirteen, right? But it's still one of those things where, hey man, real recognize real, and and he's a good back. To not right. be in the top one hundred was was kind of petty in, in a way. Right. So the the article outlines how he's the real deal, kind of like what we've been talking about off air, on air, all summer about yeah. how Jordan Howard is going to be our focal point on he offense. Was our bright spot last year, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. no doubt about it. Right. The highlight of the article, basically, well, let me let me give you. They were pay, they were basically pairing Jordan, uh, comparing Jordan Howard. To Zeke Elliott, who led yeah. the league in rushing, right. Dallas Cowboys, awesome, awesome rookie year on national TV every yeah. week. He wears midriff he's suits. Got the swagger, yeah. I mean, he's out there, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. So I mean, he's, <laughs> he's 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 from a big time program at Ohio State. You've known who he is a long time, right? He's a household name, no doubt, right? Yeah. So Zeke Elliott last year. Let me give you some stats on what Zeke did last year: mm-hmm. two thousand yards total from scrimmage, sixteen touchdowns. And of those 2,000 total yards, 1,630 of them are rushing. Right. These are big-time numbers. Big-time. They led the, he led the league in rushing with 1,600-plus. Was the focal point of that Dallas attack. Dallas had a great year last year. No doubt. Yeah. Now. And that was expected, too. I think everybody knew Zeke was going to walk into the league and have success. I mean, you know. Well, especially coming into the situation that he was coming yeah. with. Yeah. Well, with we thought was going to be Romo, right. who's, a, who's a vet quarterback. With Jason Witten, vet Des mm-hmm. Bryant, shout out Des. That's my boy. I love his passion. Yeah, he a lot of his passion gets confused with a lot of different things. Yeah, but um, I think he put Des. Yeah, we talk about Des yeah De- Des. I like Des. Yeah, Des is great. I, I mess with Des the, the, the long way. So on offense, they were stacked. It's a veteran group, and we the offensive line is the best in the league has been. Period. Right. So he's going to come in, and with his talent, it's going to be easy for him to make an impact. Now, Jordan Howard. <clears throat> First off, he doesn't even he's not even in training camp to start. He wasn't yeah. really working out with us. He was he was like third or fourth team, right? He wasn't yeah. getting any reps. He wasn't getting reps. He wasn't really practicing full 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 go this time last year. He doesn't start getting full reps until game three or four of the season. I think it's game four. Well, of the remember season. they started with Langford. Langford was supposed to be the back, you know, the back for the Bears for the next couple of years. Um it looked like he was gonna be the guy they were gonna give it to, and Langford really struggled the first couple of weeks, and I think Howard started getting some burn. And yeah. Yeah, starting game four, he started getting the heavy load. Uh-huh. Jordan Howard ends the lead, uh, ends the ends the year with sixteen hundred total yards, seven touchdowns, thirteen of his sixteen hundred total rushing. Right now, if you look at that compared Zeke versus Howard, they're both coming in at about five yards of carries, like five point four for Howard. He actually beat him by a touch, five point four versus five point three. Right, and. So, I mean, that's that's the telling stat. I mean, you could rush for 1,900 yards all you want, 1,600 right. yards all you want, but if, if I'm getting 70, 75 less touches, right. less rushing attempts, 
like Howard was getting um, than Zeke, then of course you're going to have more more total yards from yeah, absolutely. Zeke was a day one starter. Howard, yeah, like I said, did not play the first two games. So, my question to you is: Can Jordan Howard be one of the best backs in the league come next year? Now, let me now, now let me give you some context. There's some other people that were on the list: are David Johnson from the Cardinals, LaShawn McCoy, Shady, yeah, Shady, he man, that boy. He's, still, he's on Buffalo now. Yeah, right? he's yeah. on yeah, Buffalo, and then we got Demarcus, uh, Demarcus Murray, Demarco, DeMarco Jesus Murray. Christ, Demarco Murray on the Eagles. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. So these are all the, these are the other guys that are right. on the list, right? So can Jordan Howard next year put himself in a place where he's named amongst those guys by his peers? You know what I mean? I think yeah. that's the key part there. Right. Like, hey, this dude can play. You know what I mean? So as a pure rusher, yeah, man, I think he can. Um, I like Jordan Howard, man. I think he's a really good player. My biggest there's two things with Howard that uh that would kind of hold me back from that. Number one is getting in the end zone. Uh the difference between David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, those guys, those guys score touchdowns, right? And that's really how a lot of running backs nowadays are measured, is just how many times you can get into the end zone. So six touchdowns, um, you know, he's gonna have to double that next year to even be mentioned in that elite category. I feel like that's really what they look at with these running backs. Yards per carry, he averaged five yards per carry, that's great. Rush for thirteen hundred yards, that's awesome. Um, but the six touchdowns is what sticks out, and probably what's gonna hold, what held him off that top one hundred list. I just feel like yeah, six six rushing touchdowns. He had one receiving, so yeah. seven total. So seven total touchdowns, exactly. Um, and yeah, if I'm looking at that, three of those touchdowns came in one game against San Francisco. So really, uh, if you take that game out there, he had three rushing touchdowns, which is something that's kind of alarming. But again, a lot of that is a function of the offense. Are the Bears getting down to the red zone like that and giving him opportunities to score? Um, late in the game or the Bears chucking the ball a lot more and not really letting him get his touchdowns where he's kind of starting the game for us and getting it going the first three quarters. So those things might be out of his control. I mean, the other thing, man, it's just running backs. It's tough, man. Running backs are here today, gone tomorrow. You know, 250 carries last year, not a, not a huge load. He didn't cross that 300 carry mark, that 320 carry mark um, where running backs start to deteriorate. But if the Bears are uh, – you know, going to make him the focal point of the, of the offense this year, he has to stay healthy. Well, this is the other and, thing. So, to, to, to my, I didn't mean to cut you off, yeah. but one of those things where you don't get in the red zone that often as offense, as is. Yeah. And then once you get down there, everybody knows who's getting the rock. Right. So, it's a little tough when, like you said, he, we're not getting in the red zone that often. Yeah, yeah. And then once we get down there, everyone's keying on Jordan, Jordan Howard. Howard like, yeah, yeah this guy's going to get the ball. He's the only person that can make a play right. on the whole team. Right. So, I just thought it was interesting. Uh, dude, another key point, another key stat that no one would know. Jordan Howard led the league with 966 yards in between the tackles, in between the tackles rushing yeah. yards. So, I mean, that's a huge stat for yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. He can run between the tackles. He's um he's patient. And I also Which think a lot of new backs don't really like to do. They're always looking to go outside and kind of do a lot of those uh, like those those zone read runs and stuff like that. But yeah, he's a, Yeah, except he's a between the tackles. It's, it's it's a patience thing. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like Bell, where he kind of just hangs out and hangs out and hangs out, yeah. and then kind of makes his move. But you hated Forte for that. You know, you what? hated Forte for that. Yeah. You were always and Forte. I thought was like the best. <laughs> Sometimes he would dance a little bit too much, but I mean, Forte had great vision. He would stand back there and wait like three seconds before he hit a hole. But you used to kill Forte for that. I did. You're yeah. right. I I don't know why I didn't love Forte. You hated Matt Forte. I hated for no Matt reason. Forte. That man did nothing but put in work. He did nothing home. but put in work. You're right. <laughs> but I also thought, you know what I like to see out of my running back too is when 
I like to see him finish runs off. Yeah. That's why I love Marshawn. Like, he was always finishing runs. Right. Matt Forte was always – you ever notice Matt Forte was always, like, falling on the side? Yeah. He was never falling forward, yeah. like, trying to run nobody over. And I get that's not his running style, and I get that. But I always felt like there was yards that he left out on the field that he could have picked up. Well, he also didn't have that fourth gear either. Forte was kind of – he, he kind of was what he was. He wasn't like a burner like that, you know, the breakaway speed. He didn't really have that, but, yeah. Um but no, man, with Howard, yeah, that's a great stat. That in-between-the-tackle stat is great. And, I mean, we know the Bears are going to struggle on offense this year. We know that we our quarterback situation is up in the air. We know our wide receiver situation is up in the air. So he's going to get the opportunity. Um, and really, yeah, that yards per carry is something that I look at. That carries over, right? I mean, five yards per carry is great. Um, it's just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm nervous about I'm also nervous about how the Bears are going to play. Are we going to be behind in so many games that the second half we're just going to be throwing the ball all over the place and he's not going to get carries? Um, you know, those are the kind of things that can sidetrack. Well, I think it's one of those things like it always is, bro. If you can run the ball and play a little defense, that's going to do so much for your offense. Yeah. If your offense is always inside the 20 starting, then it's tough. You know what I mean? Right. So, dude, another thing to highlight is Cody Whitehair and Josh Sitton on our pro football talk, some of the best highly rated offensive, offensive linemen yep. in the league. Um, so they're up there supporting Jordan, Jordan Howard, get him, getting, getting him that, that protection up front that he needs to run in between the tackles. Right. So, I mean, those are some bright spots. But then the spots. other side of that is our two tackles are considered the worst in the NFL. Some of the worst in the NFL between Massey and uh, what's the other guy's name? Mathis or something like that? I forget his last name. Yeah. other guy. Um, but, yeah, so, I'm, yeah. And, and that's why Jordan's standing in between the tackles. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's not bouncing so nothing he's outside. He's not bouncing outside because there's nowhere to go that's outside. That's why Mike Glennon's probably going to stay on his ass. Yeah. So, hey, I mean, I know you're not huge on Kyle Long. I'm not. I Yeah. We can get into this another we time. We can get into it. Yeah. I, I think that Kyle, I like Kyle Long. Um, I think Kyle Long had a great rookie year. I think Kyle Long's a good guy and people like him. And, you know, he's a, he's a media friendly guy. And that really helps you as a football player. If you're always giving interviews and you're always talking to the media, they're going to write positively about you but um and i understand he's been hurt but he wasn't good last year and if you're that hurt to where you're not effective then you shouldn't be playing and what was his grade of uh, the pro football focus like a 78 i mean it was way down yeah there. 78 and you're talking about 78 all pro, yeah an all pro player i know they move him around the field a lot um but yeah that to me is alarming i felt like while i was watching him last year he wasn't the same player yeah i mean i hear you um yeah. it's it's just one of those things where but I do feel like he just gets a lot of love. He gets a lot of love. It's yeah. cool, man. I understand why, but like at the Family same time, kid. He got the family, roots. Yeah, he's got the whole thing <laughs> going for him that sets him up to get a lot of love and be a bit overrated. Um, hey, yeah. and it's one of those things, too. When you get a quick start like you do in your rookie year, yeah. you kind of get that love. It's almost right. like you get a pass if you have a little slow second year. Yeah. It's like, oh, we saw what he could do. Yeah, he's we know just, he's good. It's a little low. Yeah. You but know? then it's like four years down the line, and you're still talking about their rookie year, right? Exactly. Yeah. So we'll see what he does this year. He can come back, bounce back, and if we can – he can play well and protect the guys up front and, and, and work well with, with white hair and and uh and the rest of those guys, then we'll see. It'll be interesting, man. I, the, the, the thing about this Bears season is you really don't know what to expect. You don't you don't know what it's going to be. So, if anything, it'll be interesting, man. All day. I'm looking forward to the season to start. It's getting closer and closer. I told you I saw Trubisky in the airport. Yeah. Nobody's bothering and him? Nobody. I don't think anybody noticed this cat at all. Obviously, yeah. right when I saw him, I noticed him right away. Right. I was going to say something to him, but I wasn't going to walk over there and bother him because I'm never going to do that because right. who the fuck is he anyway right now? 
So I would have walked over there and said something to him, but I'm never going to do that. And who are you bothering in the airport is a real question. Mike. Yeah. I mean, if he was next to me in the line, like right next to me, yeah. I would have said something to him. Right, right. But like he was like two security rows up. I wasn't going to run over there and say some shit to him. So are I was you, are you like, still burned from your Patty Kane Vegas experience? <laughs> <laughs> I should have asked him where he was going. He was he had his North Carolina stuff on. It was for the 4th of July. So he was on his way probably to kick it with family or friends yeah. or whatever. But Hope not kick it too hard. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, man. He, yeah. we, we won't see too much of him early anyway. So, But, yeah, looking forward to the Bears season. Jordan Howard. I'm, hey, I'm going to say plus 1,450 yards this year. Maybe wow. even Maybe even 1,700 total if he stays healthy. 1,700 total. Total. Okay. I was going to say rushing. I was like, oh, wow. No, not 1,700 okay. rushing. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. those, that's a, those days is over, man. Yeah. Those AP days and all that are, are – Unless you're truly elite, elite. Like, like – Ezekiel Elliott could do seventeen hundred yards. Depending, teams on throw the ball offense, too much too. The ball too much. Yeah, yeah. nobody's spread offense. Yeah, right. teams are flinging it around. Shout out Dak, Dak Prescott too. Hey, Chicago Bears coming soon. All right, jumping over to hoops. You know I got Las Vegas on my mind. I love that place. And right now in Las Vegas is the summer league. Summer league. So in the summer, Vegas is on my mind. Sports is always on my mind, so that's part of it. And I just cannot get hoops off my mind. Right. It's been a full year from when KD signed with Golden State all the way through the finals, all the way through the NBA draft. The NBA is winning right the now. NBA is the NBA winning is winning right a, now. The NBA is a full 12-month sport. The NFL we, likes to shoot themselves in the foot and take down their greatest players and try to you know, just suspend them for four games and stuff like that, where the NBA just keeps it rolling, man. They understand. They, 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 know, they know how their bread is buttered. Absolutely, and it's been and it's been entertaining the whole way. It's been there's been a free agency, free agency, the games. I mean, obviously the playoffs, all that, the finals, all the different storylines. I mean, like they they constantly they dominate the news cycle. These crazy trades that we talked about last uh, last time and everything like that. Um, yeah, man, the NBA is is really winning, which is crazy because we were just talking about how training camp is starting, but the NBA is dominating the conversation. Normally around this time, it would be all NFL talk, right? Yeah, we'd be hearing about what the Patriots are doing yeah. and what Tom Brady's doing and what he's eating and all this like, other stuff. I didn't stuff. even know Adrian Peterson was on the Saints. Yeah, that, I, that, I, that I just happened. I saw that today. I was like, wait, what? He yeah. Thought, okay. Yeah, no, because it's funny because, yeah, no, it's been all basketball news, yeah. and that's what people are listening for. Right. Um. So right now, currently, it's Summer League, and Summer League's buzzing because, like I said in the intro, there's Zoe Ball out there. There's Lori Markinen out there. There's Darren Fox out there. There's uh, there's Tatum out there. Yep. So, speaking of Tatum, I think we I might I might have been way off base. I think you're off, bro. We're, yo, he's got moves. Yo, man. we're gonna talk. We're gonna, <laughs> Those, we're gonna yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Cause um yeah I might have I might have been think you were I off. think I I'm told off you to base, watch bro. That tape, man. I'm that, gonna that, have to. That translates. Oh my goodness, that footwork, it doesn't tran- translate. That footwork translates, man. Yeah. So. Bucket getter. Yeah, bucket getter. Bucket getter. Bucket getter. Actually, yeah. as simple as that. So, with all that stuff going on, I mean, we got people like, dude, Ron Baker for the Knicks just signed a two-year, $9 million deal today. So, I mean, <laughs> there's all types of crazy shit going on, on in the league. Man? If you're a ball player in the league right now, you are you're 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 cashing you're out at some at some in, level in the NBA. Veterans minimum is five plus million. Dollars. Um, I think I told you the stat the other day, but uh, I heard it on I heard it on the radio the other day. Um, the average NFL contract right now in 2017 is three million dollars throughout the life of the contract. Do you know what the average NBA one is? Oh, you told me the number. Go ahead, give 25 it. Twenty five million. Staggering. Twenty five million. 
Which, NBA players because it's so top eight heavy times more exactly. Well, then they got a better deal too. Oh well, no, the NFL yeah, deal. And we, I think we could give a whole show on this. The NFL have the worst deal of any sport. There's well, no it's reason. It's the that, short season. I, I'm sorry. There's no it's reason. The short, well, the hey. short season kills them because they can't. You can only televise so much, right? Tom Brady should be able to walk into Robert Kraft's office right now and say, "Give me fifty million dollars to play football for you this year." If Steph Curry can. Yeah, I mean, but the, they're not. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no reason I mean, he can't. Can. <laughs> There's no reason he shouldn't yeah. be able to do that. The player, we could. Yeah, I'd have to get the player agreement in front of me and go through it all. But dude, the NFL Bro, guys have been getting a raw deal forever, though. Derek Carr just got the highest NFL contract, right? At, at an average an, annual salary of twenty five million per year. Chandler Parsons got that last year in free agency. He didn't even play last year. Yeah, I mean, well, dude, like I said, NBA, the, the NFL guys have been getting a raw deal all year, especially when all these the baseball homies and the basketball hoops, yeah. the hoop kids can sign for whatever, and it's all it's guaranteed right, right away. I almost won't say hockey players are making more than NFL players right now. Um, but, yeah, it's crazy, man. They, they do get a raw deal, and I know a lot of them are watching these signings go on right now, and they're just sick. Right, I mean, if you're seeing well, Steph Curry get two hundred million, you're seeing James Harden pick up two thirty. Like you're sick. Well, I mean, look. Well, listen to some of the deals though. J. Ru Holiday, if I remember correctly, what did he J. sign Rue. for? Yeah, uh, Drew Holiday. One hundred twenty-six. I, I call him J. Ru. One hundred twenty-six million. Middle class player. Middle class guy. Middle class player. J. Ru, Drew Holiday. Yeah, yeah for one twenty plus. Right. Olenek gets fifty million. Twelve million a year. Which in the NFL is top end money. Yes, top end money. Top Tony end Snell money. gets forty four million dollars a year. Snow. Shout out Austin Brown for that deal. Yeah, shout out Austin Brown, man. Yeah, he's doing his thing. Get that money. Um, and Austin Brown's the agent of Tony Snell, in case you didn't know that. Evanston, alone. Evanston, Chicago guy. On the draft, he the, every ten seconds it was Austin Brown in a bright blue suit just shaking somebody's hand. So he's obviously doing something right, man. Shout out Austin. So yeah, I mean, when I saw J. Rue, Drew Holiday. Get one twenty six. You lost your mind over that. Yo, that one really bothered me a little bit. I get that New Orleans didn't have many moves to make. You know what I mean? Right. I I get they needed to lock up a point guard. One twenty six for J. Rue, Drew Holiday is. Well, then it comes out today that they're trying to trade for um, who's my man's on Detroit? Uh, God, dude, used to play in Oklahoma City, Reggie Jackson. Okay, you know what? I got mad love for Reggie Jackson because we used to argue. This is before D Wade got left. Yeah, I mean D D Rose left. Yeah, I was like, yo, I'd give up D Rose right now for Reggie Jackson straight up. When did you say that? You should have heard these cats go wild. You crazy? Blah blah blah. Before after Reggie Jackson's out hoop D Rose last four years. Period. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I that's said not this. Too much. I, you said this after the, are you saying much. this after the first D Rose injury? This is when he was sitting out. Okay, okay. And he should have been playing coming off the meniscus. I was like, man, I'll trade this cat for Reggie Jackson. Oh, you talking about up. the first injury? Talk about the second one. The first after, one is the one that he sat the whole year. After he came back from the ACL, oh, came yeah. back, and, and then, then got hurt again. Port- and then Portland yeah, got yeah, hurt. Yeah, yeah. And then he didn't come back. And, were, I, and then after that season, I was like, man, I'll trade this cat for Reggie Jackson <laughs> straight <laughs> Reggie up. Reggie Jackson right now. And, they were like, and people were like, you crazy, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, they were still they were still they blinded by the deep. Yeah, they weren't woke they weren't yet. Woke yet. Stay woke on Reggie Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Summer League is popping right now. I'm hearing tickets going for like 300 a piece. To go yeah. see the Celtics, Lon- Lakers, Lonzo, yeah. stuff like that. So that's crazy for, Which is, for a summer league game. Hey, another win for LeVar Ball right now. 
He's winning all around, He's bro. Winning all Every around, time Zoe bro. scores a bucket, work. they show him in the stands. They had a they had a video the other day. He had like a three and a half hour line to get just a quick picture with them at a mall in Vegas. Like they're winning for real. Yeah. Oh yeah. His uh his brother had Instagram lived it, and he went back to the back of the line. It took his brother like fifteen minutes to get to the back of the line. It was just people taking pictures with Zoe, like quick photos. Oh Zoe. I thought Zoe. they were lining up. No, for, Lavar was there for too. Levar. It was Zoe. <laughs> it was come on. You I, know, I thought, hey, if Zoe is there, Lavar is there. No, no, but I thought they were lining up for. I thought Lavar no, 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 was no, no, by no, himself. No, no. Like yeah, come get these. I'm picks. sure they probably really wanted to see Lavar though. But it was Lavar, Lamelo, and Zoe. Got and it. the picture was with Zoe, and the autographs are with Lavar. And LaMelo. I can see it, man. Dude, LaMelo and those, dude, the, LaMelo's the young one, and he's yeah. got like two plus million followers yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're doing it. The, the hey. middle one is the classic middle child. Like, nobody gives a fuck about him. <laughs> it's true. Shout out Jello. Hey, he's, he's, he's going <laughs> to be well, at UCLA. He's hey, benefits. But, let, but let him go to UCLA this year and hoop. It apparently, could be a different story. And apparently he was only like a three-star recruit. Like, he got to the UCLA deal because they got Zoe and Melo already committed to UCLA. So, I mean, yeah, shout out to him. He's going to win He's gonna win off residuals for the rest of his life. But It's funny, man. No matter what we talk about when it comes to hoops, at some point LeVar Ball and Zoe Ball come he's up. He's winning, bro. So, it's winning, man. It's, I want to see the numbers on those shoes too like i want to see some sales figures yeah i mean we kind of went over them like that first week yeah I, yeah i would like to see what they are now do but they the have another do out. they have another pair out uh well they the zo2s which are the purple and gold ones they got the new so sliders they got multiple pairs out. yeah yeah i a, want that rain jacket shoes. i sent you that photo that of. rain jacket was, <laughs> rain jacket tough. was tough <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right i'm not gonna lie that joint was actually pretty tough yeah i would rock that rain jacket right now um okay jumping back into the to the summer league bulls i mean Look like the Bulls, right? Yeah. I mean, what else? I mean, what else is there really to say about them? If your They're, major league team is shit, your summer league team is going to be shit. Hey, we defending champs in the summer league. Though. Yeah, we are. Denzel Valentine was like, the summer league MVP last year. Yeah, he, he said he said uh, he said he had a comment earlier this week. Something like, uh, the summer league don't mean th- don't mean nothing because they never won it before. Some something like that, or they ain't won the championship. Denzel Valentine <laughs> needs to chill, bro. <laughs> You need to chill. <laughs> so reasons why you can't always take summer league seriously. That right there. Hey, all right. So obviously the first thing I'm looking for in summer league is Laurie Markinen. Right. Game one, he comes out. This is Saturday, and he comes out hooping in the first couple minutes. It's he's four or five. Right. Quick. Mm-hmm. So we see flashes of him doing well. He ended up playing. He didn't. He he finished the game with 14 points in game one. Five boards. So I mean, it was after his his hot start. He didn't go crazy or anything. But I'm just looking to see flashes of what his game, where his game is at, what it could become. Right. And I saw a few flashes of, man, that was a good move. That's a good bucket. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's good basketball IQ. That's the right decision. So those are the things you want to see there. So the first game, he's solid, four for five to start. Ends up uh, finishing the game with 14 points. Yep. Second game. Struggles, Clankers. bad. O of ten from Trey, one of thirteen from the floor. <laughs> o hey, of at least 10. you know he flings that bitch with confidence. Hey, because by O of seven, because <laughs> by O of seven, you're like, uh, your teammates are looking at you like, yeah, swing this motherfucker. Yeah, go ahead and pass, bro. <laughs> Yo, swing it, outlet, right? Cop, shoot, cop, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I mean, and it's tough because some of these, I mean, a majority of these looks. Are good looks because summer. I mean, people aren't closing out. You're getting OD, great looks, all getting day decent looks. League. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So everybody just hey, trying to score buckets. Bad game, whatever. He yeah. goes over ten from Trey, one for thirteen from the floor, eight points, cool, whatever. Bulls got blown out by twenty plus. 
Yesterday, Monday, he bounces back and goes 20 and 10. Mm-hmm. Now, my initial my initial thoughts on him were he doesn't really rebound as well. He's the, just a shooter type of thing. He crashes the glass a little bit. And 20, this is, 27 rebounds through three games. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is the type of so – look, that's a great stat. Yeah. So that's one of those things where it's like this is what the summer league's for. This right. is what I want to see. Like, okay, he's, a, he's only a shooter – I'm not. All, I'm not all that excited about that. I want my guy to rebound. But then he comes out and in three games. He's got 27 rebounds. Right. That's a, that's a surprise to me, and that's something I like to see. So the shooting struggles aren't really. He's shooting 29 percent from the field. I don't right care about now, that. But it's not going to concern because you know that's what he does. That's you want to see does. the rebounding. You want to see the closeouts. You want to see how he's. I want to yeah. see how he runs the floor. How right. he plays with the teammates. How does he play confident? Does he play? Does he? Yeah, exactly yeah. that. And over like, 10. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Does he make the right decisions? Right. Is he is he out there reckless? Is he composed? You right. know what I mean. So, from what I've seen through him through three games, especially coming off a of Monday, going twenty points, ten boards, I'm not gonna get overzealous and say I'm super stoked about it. But I'm more confident than I was on draft night. How about that? Is that really? fair? Uh, I guess if you take yeah, I, I'm not a big summer league guy, man. Um, but I understand if you're looking for those certain things, like yeah, how is he rebounding and things like that. That's inspiring. Like yeah, twenty seven rebounds through three games. Is good. I think he only averaged what like five boards a game in college. So I mean, if he can continue that and become a solid rebounder, because like I said, I hate seven footers who can't rebound. I think that you're worthless and you can't play in the fourth quarter if you can't get boards. So yeah, well because those boards man. are going to turn into a couple extra buckets exactly. for you. Exactly. So if you're hitting, you're hitting fifteen points a game, that can turn to nineteen easy. Well, and not getting those boards or buckets the other way. Right. And that's the big thing, right? Um. So, yeah, I mean, 12 of 41 shooting right now. He's averaging 14 points, playing 33 minutes a game. They're going to keep giving him the ball. Their number one priority in summer league is going to get to get him going. So, I mean, he'll keep getting shots up. Yeah. Um, now, before we before we jump over to – because we're going to close this segment on a high note, and we're going to talk about Antonio Blakely, Blakeney, <laughs> who uh, has been wilding, playing great ball for us as of late in the summer league. Sure. But we got to talk about campaign. Now, on the eye test, this guy might be the worst point guard in the NBA. Awful. Who, who's he throwing the ball to? He is awful, He's trash, though. yeah. I haven't come across any, not one person that has seen something that I hasn't, haven't seen, seen a flash of like, man, he can hoop, or this is what he brings to the table. The only person that think that that thinks that is Gar is Gar and Pax. Right. I because I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen anything. I mean, either, man. He's, he's terrible. He's shooting thirty five percent from the field right now. Eleven points. Uh, if you see the lowlights from the game on Saturday, that was just ridiculous. Yo, I don't know about him, man. Like I know we. What is him. it though? Is he? Is it I mental? I know we clown just... him for that Instagram shit, bro. But like. That might be a thing, man. That might be more important than Like, hooping. he's out in Vegas kicking it. Like, he might just be kicking it, man. Like, this is when he needs to get better at basketball, right? This is when he needs to get to better at basketball. I would love to see what he's doing, like, extracurricular. Dude, a lottery pick needs to be performing in the summer league. Yo, no question sh- about you it. You should be bodying people yeah, in the summer league. Yeah, the summer league, you're playing against a bunch of ragtag dudes who are, you know, it just... Lottery players, like, look at, for instance, Brandon Ingram averages 26 points a game in the summer league. Why? He's a lottery pick. This is easy for him. He is much better than everybody else that he's playing against. They won't, 95% of the people that he's playing against right now will never play in the NBA. Especially if you get a, you've gotten a sniff of NBA yeah, play. Yeah. You've played in the league. Yeah. You've played against the guys. 100%. You've played next to Russell Westbrook. You've played next to 
D Wade, you've right. Jimmy Butler, you've played in the league with these guys. Rondo. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> my boy. So, uh, my brother. <laughs> so, yeah, man, you're supposed to be you're supposed to be killing these guys. Yeah. I don't Ingram I, is going for that because yeah, he's a problem. Here's the thing with campaigning. You just, and I, you just said it, so I, I, I might repeat what you just said. But yeah, you look at the regular season games after we got them last year, right? You can't look at the playoffs because they sat them the entire playoffs. And now you look at the summer league. There's no, there's no flashes of anything there that shows basketball competency, man. I mean, like this dude is not your point guard of the future, at all. Um, yeah. I, like I'm trying to figure out how why he's even going to be on the roster. I don't know. Dog. I mean, he didn't make the playoffs. He wouldn't did not play in the playoffs. That was alarming to me. Your point guard went down, and you did not activate the point guard that you made a midseason trade for. That you gave up that extra pick for, yeah. basically. That you gave up somebody who could have helped you in the playoffs in Taj for. Yeah, the extra second round pick, exactly. And the extra second the round. Second pick. round picks that the Bulls love to trade, sell, giveaways if they're not valuable. Yeah. Now let's talk about this whole Instagram thing because like. Partly initially, it was a joke to me, but I think you might have hit it on the head. Like this dude thinks he's a mega star. He thinks he's living that life. Like, yo, if you're listening and you haven't seen Cameron Payne's Instagram, go on this cat's Instagram, and you would think he was an A-list celebrity. Oh, he's got the Migos button-up shirts. Dude, he's, he's got, got the, the chains. He's yeah, got the goofy man. haircut. Like it's, he's it's on ridiculous. boats. He's got his number chain. He's got was he number twenty two? He's got a twenty two chain or whatever it is. Whatever his number and low, is. He's let got me, a chain. And let me and like don't get it twisted. I love to dress. I yeah. love seeing athletes you dress. You make a couple million a year. You I look, see you doing your thing right. and all that, but like, it seems like that's a little more important than his than him working on his game because there's no way he's been working on his game. What what, what does Jalen Rose say? A lot of campaigning and champagne and. Or champagne like, and campaign. Yeah, yeah. Sh- I mean, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. There's no way he's working on his game. No, he's got. He's got, dude. I mean, he's got everything to the nines. He's got an Instagram girlfriend, yeah. like a little shorty, he's like living Insta- the whole life. Yeah. He's got a little Instagram model. I mean, he's deep in the Kool Aid with no game whatsoever. And I don't know. Maybe this is just me. Does he look heavy to you? Like he doesn't look like he's really that in shape of a guy either. Like I don't. I don't. I don't know, man. I just. I, I don't like what I'm seeing, man. No doubt. To me, he looks heavy. Like he doesn't. He doesn't look like he's he's a chiseled guy. Like I mean, you're a young guy, man. Like you need to get in the gym. If I'm him, I'm in the gym all day long, making a name for myself in this league, um, the Jimmy Butler way. The Jimmy Butler. The Jimmy way. Butler way. And that's how you got to be the Yogi Ferrell way. But that's what separates Yogi Ferrell. Been hooping in the bro. gym, bro. In the he's gym. in the gym right now. Yogi Ferrell stay in the gym. And he got a track contract last year. And he's in the gym right now. Yeah. These dudes that are, that are balling like this are in the gym. I don't see campaign in the gym from what I'm watching. I don't see him getting better. That's alarming if you're not getting any better. And if you don't look good in summer league and this is your second year in the league, um, that's a problem. Like you said, you faced NBA competition. So, yeah, uh, campaign not looking good. Go look at campaign's Instagram and you tell me what you think his priority is. Yeah. You feel me? You can kind of get a you can kind of get a a groove on what somebody's doing on a daily and basis. Again, from any, his Instagram, if anybody who out. knows us knows we're not those guys to be like, yo, you can't have a good time. By all means, have a good time. I, I, who am I'm I to tell you? I'm an advocate for having, having a good a time. Having a great time. You right? better show up with a little better game, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. You got to do your job first, straight like that. Yeah. Then and you think Jimmy Butler's not having a good time? A great time. He's out in Paris. He's doing his fashion thing. But that boy showed up, and his game was right. leaps and bounds better every but summer. But he was out of Paris till 4 in the morning. At 6 in the morning, he's in the gym. Exactly. In the, he's in the gym right now, and Jimmy Butler's got three years left on his deal. So, I mean, like, yeah, I, I maybe campaign's in the gym. If he's in the gym 
and he's not getting better. That's even worse. Now we got a real problem because he's just not good at basketball. So go look at Campaign's Instagram, and yeah. y'all tell me. I, I don't want to see if I'm going to keep watching him because he's on the roster, and we're yeah. see for now. We're going to see what's up, but man, I don't see he. The only person that I that I've talked to that sees any game in him is Gar and Pax. I mean, not that not that no, I've talked, talked to Gar. You talked to Gar, but <laughs> I, thank God I haven't talked to Gar. Yeah, but, I got um, some questions. Yo, gee, <laughs> yo, and and just so like low key, I was juggling my boy Max. That's in uh, Max. Shout out my boy Max. Works for Tandem Sports. Um, he's starting. He's been crazy busy in uh, free agency. He's in Vegas. I was Tandem like, bro, like an agency or yeah, Tandem Sports and Entertainment is a okay. sports agency. Gotcha. And if he. Uh, I was like, yo, if you see campaign, FaceTime me, run up on him, and I'm going to tell him he's trash to his girl, and I'm going to tell him to get in the gym. That's what I told my boy. Why are you not in the gym right now? Run up on him and be like, yo, you need to get your ass. I'm going to tell him you need to get your ass in the gym ASAP. Right now. So I'm not going to end the bullies. I'm not going to end the bullies like that. I want to talk about Antonio Antonio Blakeney. Now. That's your mess. (laughs) I've watched him this summer league. Boy 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 can hoop, dog. Yeah. The eye test is is got me intrigued mm-hmm. on especially on the offensive end. Now to give a little background on Blakeney, five star recruit that came in with Ben Simmons to LSU. So Ben Simmons and Blakeney are on the same team coming in as freshmen, both five star recruits. How bad was that coaching that they did? Yeah, to the that's tournament? a we talked about that yeah, a little you bit. Got two five star recruits and one of them being the top recruit in the nation, and you didn't make two the McDonald's All Americans. Yeah. You're playing in the SEC. Yeah, yeah, not not exactly a basketball powerhouse, right. and. Yeah, you don't make the tournament. I think they won eight games or something like that. Eight or nine uh, games, something yeah, like they that. They didn't win a lot. I think they won like 13. But okay, it wasn't, yeah. yeah. It was more than Markel Fultz. Right. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Markel Fultz yeah, had like Fultz, six Fultz, Yes, but three wins. <laughs> Got to check. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Markel Fultz has uh, four career wins right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, right. But um, 17 points a game last year at LSU. Mm-hmm. Goes undrafted, finds his way to our summer league squad. And you know – Hoopers will know what I'm talking about, Nick. You included. Not that you're a hooper or anything, but when my man, ball is life. (laughs) (laughs) If you ever, you ever looking at someone and my man come down and shoot a jumper and 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 that boy drop all net, you'd be like, whoa, yeah, who was that? Yeah, he came down, did that like two or three possessions in the first half the other night. Right, and I was like, just wet, and it's just like water, and I'm like, man, this boy can hoop. So I'm excited. Um. For him to get some more time, that's what summer league's all about, man. Right. An undrafted guy, five star recruit, leaves college early, then goes undrafted. Probably already feels slighted, like right. he should should have been drafted. Feels like he can play better ball than a couple of these cats. Um, hey, maybe gets an opportunity if he's a better point guard than campaign. Bring him on board. Worst case scenario, he doesn't make the league. You throw him in your G League team. The G League. The G League. Great shout branding. Out, shout out Gatorade. Good job. Great branding. Um, good job, the NBA, securing that deal. Whoever too, put that deal together. No was money great. off the D League. And yeah. Gatorade threw him a check. Yeah, I like um, it. But yeah, put him on your G League team if nobody else picks him up. And yeah, I mean, I think that that G League. I like that developmental league stuff, man. I mean, that's that's what you have this summer league for. You watch these guys. If you like them, you invite them in for your G League. And you bring them up eventually. They got the two-way contracts now, so yeah, let's see what happens. The Bulls need help, so they're they're not in any position to be picky on anybody. If he looks like he can ball, bring his ass up. Yeah, don't Why sell, not? don't sell him for two and a half million dollars. Yeah, no, don't. Don't do that. And the dude they sold for two. If and you're half listening, Gar Packs, don't do no dumb shit hey, like that. And that dude had five blocks yesterday. Five of them things. Yeah, I don't understand. We not. I'm not going to get off on a tangent on that, but. Lori Markin has shown some flashes that I like. Obviously, still has a long way to go, and it's summer league. Campaign's the worst basketball player in the league, and Antonio uh, 
Blakeney has shown some flashes of being a hooper. Summer League MVP. Shout out James Harden for getting that bread, that bag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Strippers. Strippers in Houston. Very Houston, right H-Town, now. baby. <laughs> Jumping over to boxing. If you know me and Nick, you know me and Nick have love for a big fight night. Love a it. big boxing match. Can't get enough of it. I think we, we talked about this often. That there's nothing better than fight night. If this is a big fight night coming up, man, nothing better. there's nothing better. Like I, I like wake up on Saturday yeah. morning, like excited as yeah, like yeah. yeah, like I'm fired it's fight up. Time. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're I'm watching the fight at who's getting the fight. Yeah, yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. You hanging out all day, kicking it, like what you doing later? Like yeah. what what do you mean? I'm watching, watching the, the fight. fight. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you and, watching the fight? And then when it's one of those <laughs> fights, all you gotta do is say, I'm watching the fight. The fight. And yeah. people don't know what Everybody you're talking knows about. What you're talking like, about. Oh yeah, yeah, bet. Like, yeah, let me know where y'all watch it. Let's get up. Whatever. So, Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor, if you, for whatever reason, haven't heard about this, they fight August 26th, Las Vegas, Nevada. Floyd Mayweather's 49-0, coming out of retirement, hasn't fought in almost, what, two years? Two years, yeah, since he took care of Birdo. Yeah, Conor McGregor. That was an easy Birdo. check. That's such an easy check. <laughs> <laughs> That's the easiest check ever. Andre Birdo. Um, Conor McGregor switching over from UFC to boxing. They had their first presser today in Los Angeles. Live stream on CBS Sports. I was watching it. <laughs> and first off, the presser, this is the first presser of four, I believe. They're going to three or four different countries. It's like a world tour. It's world tour presser type thing, right? <laughs> and oh, there's like 20,000 people at oh, this yeah. presser. Yeah. This is the presser. This it's is like not a the way in. Ball summer league game. Right? <laughs> This is not the press. This is not the way in. I mean, this not is the, the press. Yeah, this is the first presser. First off, this is how you. This is how I knew this shit was gonna get out of hand, right? First off, there to start. There's choreography and singing of a full dance group, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this? Yeah, like, what going is going on, on here?" Yeah. Paulie Mal- uh, Malanaji oh, and uh, God, and dude. yeah, 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 and the Showtime boys are are up there doing their thing, and um. Shout, dude, shout out CBS and Showtime for signing Floyd to that deal three or four they fights ago. They are doing an amazing job. Yeah, and they I completely mean, took HBO out. I remember when that happened. We we're like, yo, but HBO is boxing. They knocked HBO like for for no pun intended. They knocked HBO out. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I mean, real. I still like the HBO team more. The presentation, like, the better. presentation's better. The production's better. Yeah. I think, but. I mean, they're not. They don't have the top fight. The last Showtime fight I watched, I will say that their presentation was a lot better. Like I remember the first one, the first Mayweather fight I watched on there. Like the, I was so used to the letter of scorecard, and like that killed me. Not having like predictive scoring, like where you have some people, some experts giving to you. Remember they wouldn't give it to you, so it's like, who, who's everybody saying who's winning what round? You know what yeah, I mean? Like no and, doubt. yeah, but they've gotten a lot better. Absolutely, and their promotion is this. This is. And we'll get into this, obviously, but their promotion for this fight has just been unbelievable. Like, shout out Showtime, for real. CBS, is this a CBS thing, too? CBS owns Showtime. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. CBS, oh. CBS owns Showtime. Friends of the program. Friends of, friends of a friends of a friend, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I feel like you gotta give the full disclosure. Right. Friend of a friend. But, um... Floyd Mayweather, this week, come, a story story breaks that... He owes back taxes from 2015. Right. Now, Mark, correct me if I'm wrong, but 2015 is when he is when he fought Pacquiao. Yep. He's allegedly clearing like 200 right. plus 250 like million off that yeah. fight. Yeah. Meaning he probably owes 
120, 125. Uh, maybe not yeah, 125, at, yeah. but like 90, 90 to 100 million dollars in taxes. Depending on how his taxes are done, and usually when you have that kind of money, I mean, I, 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 I found it through loopholes. I doubt he's over here paying like yeah, what is it? The highest brag is like 39. percent I, I doubt he's paying that, but yeah, I mean, he said he paid. 25 million. 26 million. 26 yeah, million. Yeah, 26 yeah. million. So that's less. That's he a said, little what bit what over did, 10%. He said, well, what more do they want? Yeah, what more do they want? I from said, me? they want the rest they of that. They want the that rest rest of that 20%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Should, should be, they'll tell you yeah, exactly <laughs> what you want. Go to court. Yeah. That's so, what you mean. <laughs> so, the, oh, um, you mean. <laughs> so, of course, right before the presser, this comes out that the only reason he's fighting Connor is to get a check to pay his outstanding 2015 bill. Tax bill. Now, I got a question for you because me and Jay Stern and my other boys in the group chat were arguing about this. Do you think that Floyd desperate, like, is, is, a, is a majority of his purse from this fight going to go to pay taxes in 2015? Do you think he's hurting for money? Not in the least bit. I think that Floyd has a tax bill that he needs to pay. And instead of dipping into his cash and writing a check for fifty million dollars out of his money, why not He's just like, say, "Let me hey, just look, wait. Give me a couple weeks. I'm getting hundred million a in a month. few weeks, give and I'll give it weeks. to y'all then." <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, we know you're getting that. That's cool. This is a non-story, man. Rich people tax problems, right? It's a different world that they live in, right? Like me and you don't pay taxes. You know what I mean? That shit is just taken out of the check. You know what I mean? This man has to file taxes." I sound like I sound like someone defending Donald Trump right now, but <laughs> like this man has to file taxes. Like it's a different it's a different ball game. Anybody who honestly believes that Floyd can't pay his tax bill from 2015, or that Floyd's broke, or that Floyd needs to fight Conor McGregor, is crazy. Now the argument from my guy is that he's a millionaire that spends like a billionaire. Now my argument to that is I think that people are underestimating how smart this guy is. He may be on the exterior, looks like a dummy, acts like a dummy. I know that story broke that he couldn't read. Yeah. And 50 was making jokes about him shit not being hilarious. able to read and shit like that. I get that. 50. But I think his business savvy and figuring out how to get money and is, is he's 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 on he, he's on a different level than his other team, guys. Like LRB, all those guys, like, yeah, I mean they first off, yeah, and yeah, they put on their own fights. You know what I'm saying? That's a Mayweather promotion. Like, he puts up the money for his fight and collects the back end, so clearly these guys are making money or else they wouldn't be doing that. That's what I'm saying, man. I don't, I don't think I don't think he's broke, man. I think that $50 million cash is a lot of bread for anybody, and somebody that wealthy is not walking around. I mean, he might have a shit ton of money in the bank, but I mean, like, yo, rich people are spending their tied money up, around yeah. in different assets. You know what I mean? So, like, like they said, he's so not it's liquid like, yo, like let that. me give me six weeks. And That's I'll what his lawyer said. He's, uh, not, he's not liquid like that. He has significant access, but he's not liquid. Um, now, I don't believe that statement. I think Floyd is liquid. Um, I think he has the ability to pay that tax bill right now and not worry about it. But look, he's getting $100 million in a few weeks. I'll get right with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. I told him, right. I'll get right with you. And that's cool. So it's all right. good. You know what I mean? Right. They're not worried about it. That, that shit was Let me leaked by somebody. Yeah, yeah. That I shit was leaked you. to try to make it a story like Floyd needs this. He doesn't need that. I mean, everybody needs $100 million. It's It's great for him to get that. But, yeah, why dip into it when you got the money coming already? I'm leaning, I'm leaning your way as well. Right. I think uh, – He's got plenty of money still around. Yeah. Um, I got plenty of money. And we'll see. We'll we'll see how that shakes out. But that's obviously going to be a talking point of course. going into the presser, right? Of course. So Connor comes out first, clean-ass Navy suit, little pink accent tie. Oh, now, wow. we, we're going to talk about this because you don't rock with Connor, and yeah, I love Connor. I don't fuck with him. That, 
Why not? How can you not rock with Conor McGregor? I don't. I just don't fuck with him, man. I mean, I don't. I don't. This whole situation has made me not fuck with him. Before this, I didn't have an opinion on him. I'm not a big UFC guy. I thought it was cool. You know, I watched some of his fights. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. After watching the press conference, maybe I fuck with him a little bit more, only because I kind of got a real. I realized what he was doing, and he almost admitted it in the press conference. He goes, "Look." No one expected me to be here, but I'm here. No one else has been able to do that, so I'm here. You can't knock me off my high horse, right? So maybe he's talking all this shit about beating Floyd just because that's what everybody wants to hear. But I think you really got some honesty in that press conference when he straight up told you, like, yo, I'm just happy to be here. You know what? This was the classic. My initial thought when I heard him do, like, his opening statement or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. it, was the, it, was the, it was the typical... Man, I made it. I'm really happy yeah. to be here. I want to take care Con- of my kid. Con- yeah, kind of <laughs> yeah. like everyone that gets in the ring with Floyd. Yeah, and they like at the end they like they're like giving them a hug and like yo, good yeah. fight, blah blah blah. It's almost like man, thank you for the opportunity. And seeing that was probably I- real for him a twenty thousand seat press conference. He's not used to that. Well, it's a, it's a he even he admitted, he admitted yeah. to it like I don't, this this, is, all this, this boxing stuff is different. This all these is different, different rules. It's just yeah. different. It's just different. So. Connor comes out, he goes through basically how he's happy to be there, this, this, that, and the third, and then they start talking shit. Right. He's basically like, yo, so <laughs> if you didn't see it, Floyd comes out in the tailored custom suit. No, Floyd, Connor. Connor, excuse me. Connor comes out in the custom suit. With the pink. threading that says, fuck off. <laughs> Look, th- uh, you know, tailored suit, <laughs> pink accent, tie. He He's lit. Like, he's clean. And then Floyd comes out in a jumpsuit, like yeah, a, a USA slides, jumpsuit. A USA it was trash, bro. Yeah. Um. So Connor gets up and is like, "Yo, the MCM bag." <laughs> yeah, and basically, ba- yeah, exactly. <laughs> basically, he's like, "This dude Floyd's a bum. Look at him. He's in a tracksuit. I'm in a like. I, he's I'm in gonna- a fucking tracksuit." <laughs> <laughs> he, he basically was like, "Yo, obviously he can't afford a suit anymore. He's broke with yeah. all this tax shit." Blah, 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 blah. Of course, he goes into that. But to be honest, I thought that from the press conferences that I've seen before with Conor McGregor, crazy action. He's mad funny. This was mediocre yeah. overall. Well, they got three more. Yeah, they do well, got three more. might be saving some material. See, I kind of felt, I kind of, I don't know, man. He's interesting, man. He is fully aware of the moment. And like I said, I hated him before I watched it. I, 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 still don't, I still don't mess with him that hard, and I really want Floyd to pummel him. But I kind of gained a new respect for him in this press conference because he walked up there. He delivers a joke. He's looking to see who's laughing in the crowd. Like, he's completely playing the crowd. Like, this dude, he's a good entertainer, man. He's, he's going to make a lot of money for the rest of his life doing this. Like, this is, this is good for him. Um, he has no chance on August 26th. Zero. Zero. This, Zero this chance. Is, this is not even, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm mad that – I'm hoping I'm going to spend somebody else's $100 on this fight, but if it is my $100, like, I'm kind of mad <laughs> it's going to be my 100 but I'm going to watch. But, yeah, man, I mean. Um, I think this is one of the things, too. I also, just to talk technicalities on the fight, I think it's to Connor's advantage that they're fighting at 155, sure. and, and that's kind of where he's comfortable. That's where he fights at in the UFC, where he holds the belt. Mayweather fights at 146 is his comfortable weight. Now, the flip side of that coin is that the fact that Floyd is letting him fight at 155 almost tells me that he's not worried about that shit at at all all in the slightest. So it's going to be interesting to see. Go check out the presser if you didn't catch it. Floyd was talking kind of corny. 
Um, I think Floyd was fully was full. I think Floyd was full of shit. I think he was just up there kind of doing the whole thing. He's over there shadow boxing. He's saying stuff and walking away. That that shit was all. That was some WWE type. Like, it was some corny shit. It was super corny, man. I feel like they were both playing the game. But hey, the fight, the hype is there. Right, no the hype is fully there. I mean, they're in full hype mode. I mean, and, I uh, stopped what I was doing at work today and made. I sat down and watched, crossed it. my hands, yeah. and sat there and watched the whole presser. So yeah, they're getting the hype, man. Like I didn't think I knew that there'd be a lot of hype for this fight, but they they have taken this to another level. I think that they're like I said, CBS and Showtime. I mean, they're doing a great job hyping this fight. They're gonna do crazy numbers on this fight. Ninety nine dollars. UFC is going to prosper huge off of it because whatever happens, McGregor is now. I mean, he was already a star to UFC fans. He's a star now, right? So after this, the UFC, all of his fights are headliners. He can write his own ticket in UFC right now. What do you think about the $99 pay per view? That's what Pacquiao was. That's just what it is. That's what it is now for the premium fight. I mean, the fucking uh, Mayweather, not Mayweather, I'm sorry. Canelo and uh, what's his man? What's the man, dude? Canelo and uh, who'd he fight? Chavez, um, uh, uh, Chavez Jr. Yeah. Chavez Jr. That yeah. shit was eighty bucks, and that's not even a headline a clown, fight. Clown, yeah, that's yeah. bullshit. Yeah, so that's what you're paying for the pay per view right now. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a hundred dollars, and you know what? People are gonna get. It doesn't matter what I feel about it because if I don't have anywhere to watch it, I'm ordering it. But yeah, Conor McGregor. Yeah, <laughs> you it's know true. what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, Conor McGregor. The highlight of the presser for me, like you mentioned earlier. He said, "I'm coming out with a new line of suits." Yeah, and if you zoom in on these pinstripes. They say, fuck you. Yeah. And I was like, ha ha. It was joking. Gee, after the presser circulating on Twitter, Instagram, they got, they're zoomed in on this cat's suit and the pinstripes so literally fuck say, you. fuck you. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Like this dude, he's a riot. He's, a, bro. he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's an entertainer, man. Like I, I, I loved it. I loved, like I told you, man, he's an entertainer. I think he's a clown. Um, and I think that it'd be a lot more entertaining if he had a chance to win the fight. But he has zero chance to win the fight, so it's just kind of like that. That's what I always go back to. It's just like, yo, you're not gonna win, but get your money, get your money, man. This, you know what? My theory about this whole thing is that I think they met or their teams met. They might not have met face to face, but their teams met back of the pub type meeting and are like, listen, let's act like we hate each other for a couple months. Back of the pub or top of the Four Seasons Hotel. Yeah, whatever, man. Yeah. Come on, you know what I'm trying. Come on, Doc. Yes, I like to think. In, I like to think in my head that Ellerby and those guys met in this the back rounders. I know. <laughs> in my in my head, I like to think that Ellerby pulled up in like a back LRB alley, the trench coat. In the yeah, alley, in, yeah. A, in the back alley, Cold and, word and shit, yeah, like it's a speakeasy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and they chopped it up about. Yo, we should act like we hate each other for two months. They met at the Green Mill? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make this $75 million and for McGregor, 150 for Floyd right. and just oh, call th- it. This is all planned. They don't, there's no bad blood between these guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think there's so real, There's no I, reason for them to have any bad blood towards each other. They're not even, you know what I mean? And I think you'll see that at the end of the fight. Yeah. Though, yeah, un- yeah, unless it's a war, which I don't think it, it it's will not be. It's going to be a war, bro. Yeah, so like. I did think it was funny when Floyd put out, pulled out his Pacquiao check. Yeah, that, that, that yeah, didn't mean shit. I didn't, anyway. Yeah, I was like, we get it. We know. Right. That was stupid. That was stupid. It was yeah, corny. That was stupid. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. It was corny. It was some corny shit he was doing. Yeah. So. The crowd was not with Floyd, though. I, I, yeah, that was a American crowd. But yeah, I mean, you, you, you don't expect it. Yeah. So, Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor, August 26th. First of four pressers world tour. <laughs> what are you doing for three it's more press must, conferences? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> what else do you need to talk about? Yeah, I have no <laughs> clue what they're going to talk about. 
Maybe they'll take some questions. I don't even know, but I'm excited to I can't see. see McGregor taking questions. That, hey, I mean, he, <laughs> he's taking questions. In the, like, I've seen him take questions in the UFC stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what goes on with that. It's, it's must-see TV, man. It's pure yeah. entertainment. It's all jokes. It's all, uh, you know. Are they doing a um, – do you know if Showtime's doing a 24-7? Of, of course. They have to be. Yeah. There's no way they're not. If anything, I would hope it's like a three-part series instead yeah. of like the typical one or two-part. The whole joint. Like a, the whole – I hope they have to. Of course McGregor's they are. McGregor's camp. Yeah, for sure. So I'm excited for that. And then, the dude, for me and you, Nick – to have that follow up with Canelo Triple G. Oh yeah. Like that's three, what I so that's what like we're really three trying weeks later, to see. Yeah. Is is awesome. So Canelo I'm, and Triple G is this is the warm up, that's the main event. Exactly. That's what we want. It's almost see. like yeah, it's almost like a like the a fight card. Sport. If you're looking talking about pure sport, you want to see Canelo Triple G. Oh man, it's if you be don't a watch boxing, you're trying to get into boxing, you need to see Canelo Triple G. No doubt. Go check out that uh McGregor presser, man. CBSports.com will have it. The MLB All-Star Game is in Miami, Florida at Marlins Park. And Monday night, last night, was the Home Run Derby. Now, this was the the funnest Home Run Derby MLB All-Star Game festivity I've watched in a long time. The crowd was into it. Right. Big time boys out there, Aaron Judge, Carlos Stanton. Yeah. And big names. Yeah, all the big names are out there. And everyone's looking for Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge to just hit bombs. Right. And they delivered in, in, in many ways. Right. Now, one of the things we're going to talk about is Aaron Judge. Obviously, if if you didn't watch it last night, Aaron Judge won the home run derby, hit 47 home runs. Convincingly. Hit 47 home runs and hit a couple moonshots. Actually, in the... I can't. I, th- I believe it was the first round, where he had the two five hundred uh, five hundred footers. He hit one. Yeah, he had, he had a five seventeen and like a five oh nine. Yeah, I think it was the five. I think yeah. he had the the first the, the five oh nine. Launched these balls. He he hit a home run off of the roof that they didn't even count. Yeah, like a moonshot. Yeah, and there was like a little confusion at the end. Like, does he have twenty two or twenty three? And they made him jump back in the box to hit one more and ended up hitting one more in the last pitch to to move on from the first round. Right. But the atmosphere was buzzing. Everyone was having fun. I mean, it was just one of those things where it was almost like the 99. Do you remember the 99 home run derby in, at Fenway? No. Nah. When like McGuire and Sosa, Sosa and, all, and like, all those yeah, dudes yeah, were there. Heavy hitters, it was yeah. kind of like that. Man. Right. Like it was just like exciting. Like there was right. like a big buzz in the building. Right. So, and then you had other young dudes like Cody Bellinger who's been raking, Justin Bohr who's also on the Marlins. So he had the hometown, yeah, the hometown love. Um, what do you think? Of, what What do you think about the Derby in general? What do you think about the Derby last night? You know, some people don't want to participate because they think it messes, it messes up their up swing. swing. I think it does mess up your swing. Uh, I'm not worried about that dude, though. I'll tell you that right now. That swing is solid regardless. It's fun, man. I always enjoy the home run derby. It's one of the – like, I don't watch a ton of baseball um, when my teams aren't in it. Uh, I always watch the home run derby, man. I think it's a lot of fun. It's cool. I, I like the way baseball does it. It's real chill. All the players are kind of like that aren't in it, are sitting on the sidelines watching. Like, you know, everybody's got their kids on there. It's like a, it's like a big spectacle. It's kind of like the dunk contest for the NBA. It's like a good vibe. I and mean, the dunk contest sucks and good players don't play in it. 
But uh, like the same vibe, man. You got all your stars there kind of watching it. I always enjoy the home run derby. And last night, um, I just wanted to see Aaron Judge. And uh, that dude did not disappoint. <clears throat> um, the one thing I like about the home run derby, too, is not that other players in other all-star games like the NBA or the Pro Bowl, they don't support their players, but they do. But the MLB guys genuinely want to see the home runs just yeah. as much as the people in the crowd. Right. So it's like they support the dudes. They're out giving and, them high they fives. They're losing their minds. They're last losing night. their minds yeah. seeing the big shots. And everyone's got their families with them chilling. They're kid, like young kids running around. They're not the as infield. cool. Like the NBA players are kind of cool sometimes. It's like it's more of a yeah, spectacle. It's like high like end fashion. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's MLB all, players was like, yeah, whatever, man. We're chilling in the dugout. Like backwards you know, hats. Yeah, yeah. Just chilling. In their uniforms, right. like chilling. Yeah. So. Yeah, I got love for the home run derby. It was a great it was it was a spectacle last night. These home runs the the the, <clears throat> the difference between like Judge was literally hitting he was missing balls badly going the opposite way and they were getting out. Yeah. He was hitting pop-ups that were going 380. Yeah. The opposite way. Right. It's so like this dude is just effortless. He's he's unfair with that type of pitching. If like he a home needed, run derby batting practice pitching, like he's he's unfair. If he needs to hit 49, 50 home runs in a round, he could have done it. I Easily, felt like yeah. that's what it, that's what it looked like to right. me. And like I said, I saw this dude a couple weeks back. You saw him when take he was, BP, right? I saw him take BP at Comiskey, and it was like, man, this dude is just effortlessly raking out here. Right. Like it's easy. And like you were saying, like we were talking about before we hopped on, and he's batting 330. Yeah. So, like. Which is crazy because usually you look at a guy like that that hits, what's he got, 40 home runs already. Um, let me pull up his numbers. Yeah, 30. 329, 30 home runs, 66 runs batted in. Um, but he's hitting 330. So it's not, and he strikes out a ton. So he's either striking out or hitting home runs, but uh, he's still got the high average, man. I mean, that's a star. It's a Six, star. 6'7, 280 pounds. I was reading his bio. This dude was, a, uh, was recruited to play tight end by Notre Dame. He averaged 18 and 12, all state basketball player. He was a nine and three pitcher. Um, he's just one of those dudes that's just a ridiculous athlete. And uh, the fact that he plays in New York, man, I mean, if I'm MLB right now, th- this is this is it. This is what we're looking for. This is our star that we need to market. He plays in by far the largest media market in the world, right? Um, he hits home runs, which we were talking about before the show. Baseball has some great players. You got your Trout, your Bryce Harpers, those type of guys, but. Home runs are always king, man, right? Chicks dig the long ball. It's always been that. Like, people want to see people who come in and smack home runs. That's what gets the fans excited. And this guy does that. Um, baseball needs to market the shit out of this guy. I um, agree 100%. Yeah. And combined with, it's almost like the it's almost like a godsend. Yeah. He's a home run hitter. Great player overall, right. period. He has the goofy smile, like the teeth are a little yeah, spaced. Yeah, yeah. He's got a great sports name. Judge, he's a yeah. solid kid. Like, you know what I mean? If you look it's at his interviews, and like he's a fun guy. Right. It seems like yeah. Like he was talking during the the home run derby yesterday, yeah. and I was like, this is a thoughtful, intellectual yeah. guy. Yeah. Like this is like the full package. Yeah. And if you haven't seen um the clip of him in the park talking to Yankees fans like about Aaron Kimmel Judge. Thing? Yeah, 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 Jimmy yeah. yeah, that was hilarious. It's yeah. like, yeah, what do you think about this new kid Aaron Judge? And it was it was Aaron Judge asking people about, yeah, Aaron, about Judge. Aaron Judge. Yeah. So, I mean, he has the whole package, man. Yeah. And I mean, the whole thing with like the core I, I mean, I say the quirky smile because it's like that's a different thing. It's, it's another goofy, yeah. it's another like thing that makes him stand out aside right. from being 6'8", 280. 
He has a goofy smile. It's the stray hand. It's, it's the, the stray hand. hand. took that goofy smile and is, he's doing okay. It's the stray hand. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly right. Yeah. It's like, this is a trademark right. all, all of a sudden. 100%. Like you, see you can make t-shirts off that you see caricature. You see yeah. caricatures of Judge. It's yeah. like this big goofy smile, a lot of gums, little spaced out teeth. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like just one of those things that and keeps... And he plays for the Yankees. And he plays like, for the what, Yankees. What a blessing for Major League Baseball that you get this dude in that type of market. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's crazy. Like it's not like he's playing out in Tampa. Or he's playing, you know, in some no-name market where you can't really exploit him. Um, he's playing New York. He's playing for the Yankees, and he's a Bronx bomber. Yeah, I, I think that this is. The and he, guy. he wears 99, 99. Like the whole, the whole thing, the whole man. Package, the whole thing. He's got, the, he's got the little biracial thing going on. You don't really know what he is, so everybody can relate. You know, like he's adopted. Like yeah, he's yeah. adopted, man. I mean, like, this yeah. is like a storybook. This is storybook yeah. situation. Yeah, and like you said, he comes off as a great kid. Um, yeah, I mean, this this guy could be their future. This is the guy that you need to market. Baseball needs marketable stars. You know, you got marketable teams. Um, you need marketable stars, and this is the guy that you can take there. Because everybody was watching that home run derby last yeah. night, and everybody's talking about it today, um, which isn't always the case for baseball. So, yeah, I mean, shout out Aaron Judge, man. I had the bright future, absolutely just murdering the balls. And, yeah, let's just hopefully he gets, he gets paid. Yeah, if you can catch a rerun of that, if you missed it, go check that out. Judge hit 47 home runs. Carlos Stanton was hitting bombs. Another little highlight that I loved was Justin Bohr is um, a teammate of Carlos Stanton on the Marlins. He was raking, lefty, yeah. big, big burly white dude yeah. that, like, you, you can just tell he just loves to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. He was feeding off the crowd. Right. John Carlos Stanton was coming out, giving him donuts. He was biting donuts in the yeah. middle, like on his timeout. Yeah, like yeah. it was just a fun event. It was just man. fun, man. Just yeah. fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it a lot. For sure. So yeah, check that out if you didn't if you didn't catch that. I think that's it, man. I'm glad to be back. Yeah. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah man, we got some good stuff coming up. Uh a few more things in the works right now that we won't talk too much about. But yeah, we definitely got some good stuff coming up, man. No doubt. No catch up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Listen up. Let's get it.